go. Hello and welcome to another edition of MMA Uncaged and it is my pleasure to welcome two gentlemen who are leaders in their respective sports. One is in ballet and that is Gareth Soldier Bumakan and I'm only kidding, I'm only kidding. I'll do that again. <laughs> What's that gentleman? What is that? What? I'm going to laugh. I was like, I think he's fucking being rude. No, I was just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was having a gap there. He was having a, he was having a giggle. Okay. He's having a stamp. Yeah, he's having a <laughs> um, Welcome to MMA Uncaged. Justin Ferrier and Gareth Soldier Boy McClellan joining me as always. Probably brought to you by gingerfoxcoffee.com. And of course, we have a new home at mmanewsuncaged.com. We've got merch on the way. You guys have seen what we've been up to. So check out MMA News Uncaged for the latest episodes. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, and our YouTube channel. So uh, lots going on there. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Uh, it's been a bumper weekend at EFC 91. But Justin, mm. let's start off first. Uh, Submission Kings, uh, I know recently you had a great event and there's another one coming in February. Uh, tell us a little bit more what's happening with the fund and what you've been planning with Submission Kings. So there's, uh, thank you. How's it, guys? There's, uh, there's two styles of event. Obviously, the inaugural one uh, was a fight night style. Um, Gareth's team won, and I think he's still got his trophy somewhere. The big chess piece. Um, it's in my bar. It's good. in my bar. It's displayed. It's right. displayed. It's the first thing you see when you come in. So, uh, so I can't ask for it back then, huh? Uh, well, if you if you want it back, you can have it back. It's a no, bit like uh, uh, it's a bit like the EFC belts. No, dude, it's yours. We wrote it all. So, they, yeah, they, no, no, we, we we wanted to make sure that when people win things, they keep them and so be it. It's, uh, it's a little less, less expensive than a belt, um, I must be honest. So, we had, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, we had a, a tournament style where people entered. And we do a special thing. It's called the Gold Rashi uh, for submission kings and submission queens, where it's essentially uh, the absolute winner gets to compete. So we did an under 18 and over 80 for men. Um, Jordan Leclerc, who actually bronzed in his division because his division didn't allow hair looks, uh, came into absolute where we do allow hair looks and cleaned up and went home. You know, so we had Bert shouting in the corner, which was lekker. It's uh, so he's good. He, he, you know, I must respect Bert Leclerc. He gives unbelievable, unbelievable, unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, so he will. He he supports both sons equally. So whether you're Amazing. an Olympian or you're grappling in a tournament, you get the same amount of support and love. And that's he. He will follow his sons around the world and the country, and he's a gem. And I I've got lots of time for that man. Oh, um. And then the over 80, uh, Johan Oosthuizen. Um, Gareth's been jogging away from him. They missed each other at that last fight. So, you know, it's fine. I'm not jogging, I'm striding. Striding, I'm in stride. Oh. Stride, catch me if you can. Catch me if you can. in the front, not the back, huh? Aye, aye. Jiu-Jitsu is not the only... Uh, it's not, there's not only one submission in it, eh? Can you tell, it's the can, you tell your, can you tell your sister that we are in the middle of a podcast, yeah, an goodness. international podcast? Some, is that we're, we're in the middle of an international podcast. Come on, guys. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's, uh, there's talking fury. So, we're doing a fight night style. There's going to be. Uh, is the gold jersey up for grabs? Uh, oh, sorry, did that say, I said that out loud. No, no, the gold jersey is only for the for the tournament style. The elites, elites, elites. Only for the elites. I'm gonna. I'll send you privately a WhatsApp. What's up for grabs on the uh, on on that file. So we're doing we're doing a, a prize money thing for under 80s, eight man eliminator um, on the night. We've got uh, two other special things, which obviously we will release when the time comes, but there's something very special that I will share on our private group later, which will go out in media in due time. But yeah, we, we it was an amazing weekend. Um, difficult to keep all the COVID uh, 
I mean, I, t- I literally turned away moms that were crying. Like they didn't buy tickets, like we did everything electronically. So we had limited the seats. And if you didn't buy a ticket, because it was obviously a fundraiser, you could not come inside and they sold out so quickly. So people for the kids, they a, lo- a lot of people, like moms and dads, didn't get to watch, but we provided a free YouTube link, etc. But uh, we knew that, and we did the right way. So we had all COVID, I had COVID offices there. Every single person got screened every screened every single time they went in and out that venue. So we did it right. We did, William will have to tell me, but we did over 400 matches wow. in two days. That's amazing. Was, well done. It's unbelievable. You know, I'm very proud of it. And it's, it's, it's yeah, made. That's an unbelievable made. thing, eh? It's given the fund and a little bit of some buoyancy. Now we just got to hope that uh, the world opens up and lets us travel to, uh, to the world. Yeah. Um, let so, me take this moment just to shout out to uh, all our, our frontline workers, our medical staff, our doctors, nurses, who are all putting their, their lives on the line for us during this time. We salute you. Keep up the stellar work. Sorry, Justin, carry on. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that's uh, we yet to see, but I mean, uh, any we've got we've got a backup buddy you can look up Sam if we you can help individual uh, athletes uh, um, and coaches if they, if they if you so wish uh, all of that money will be uh, kept in that fund um, and everything will be accounted for and everything will, if if we don't go uh, you can choose through the backup buddy system to be refunded should we not go but uh, no, that's let's hope we go it's it's yeah. it's quite deflating we got the news like and it was it's so heartbreaking because the amount of work that everybody puts in i mean it's i complain about my time but these athletes have dedicated yeah. hours lives months you know what i mean to these things so let's let's hope for the best and let's see what happens yeah uh, it's a big thing um but let's hope the world realizes that uh omicron is not only it's not us it was just found by us and yeah. let's hope that sense prevails and my heart bleeds for you on a separate note yes because you should be here <laughs> in las vegas right now and i oh uh, no, no, no. yo that's so that's that's heartbreak that's more than heartbreak it would have been in your suitcase it would have been a big suitcase you would have had to pay a little bit of extra for luggage <laughs> but I, I would have tried to come anyway um but yeah that's that's heartbreaking for you bud but they'll give you uh listen it's not your first time i'm hey, last time hey maybe uh we already so about fight we've spoken about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but uh, look, look, look the last I'm, a, I'm a firm, I'm a firm, I'm a firm believer that uh, MMA Uncaged has to go to UFC. We have oh, to, we have fight, to fight week, go to travel. July. Fight week, July, guys, next year. It's on in, so, in Vegas. Born got, in July. In Vegas. I got, my, yeah, I got my accreditation literally on Friday last week, and that was when oh, we pulled the plug. Uh, uh, big Chad, that's your fortieth, huh? Travel van. Oh, this is my 40th. Correct. On the July. Wow. There we go. What? Did so, the stars just align? The stars oh, aligned. The stars may have just aligned. All right. So, uh, Jay, uh, let's move on to where people can contribute to the fund and where they can get hold of you for that, please. So, samaaf.org. Uh, that's our bank details will be on that website you can find South African MMA Athlete Fund on social media go to Backer Buddy search for South African MMA Athlete Fund and then under there you can you can donate to the fund in general or you can donate to we've listed everyone under there awesome you can select a particular a particular uh, athlete or or official to help because they also they also give up their time for nothing well, you guys are doing a stellar job. Keep up the hard Thank work. Um, yeah. Thank you. Contributions. I, I appreciate your time and I appreciate you guys more than anything. Yeah. Another thing yeah, is, but it's amazing what you're doing. It's, yeah, you know, exactly. I think it's there's not a lot of people that are taking the bull by the horns and creating opportunity for kids and people and that to compete. And yeah. got to salute yourself, man. That's a big tap on the back. Thank and you. You get the official salute from Soldier Boy. Can we have that salute, please? There it is. That, that means a lot. Jacket, amazing. <laughs> we'll talk about your jacket on Saturday because, boy, you set the bar high there. Uh, that's yeah. effort level, my man. You're going to have to keep it going. No, um, but I can. I can good, no, we still got we got six months to put. Well, we don't. We got two months to put a few few together for the beginning of the year. 
But I mean, I uh, got I got a few plans in the a few things in the woodwork. Check Not out uh, check out Soldier Boy's Instagram for for that one. I've also got a put on my Instagram. Hashtag jacket. <laughs> hashtag jacket. All right, Soldier's jacket. Um, without patting ourselves on the back too much uh, about EFC, Gareth and I were, were on the call due to many technical reasons. The, the regulars... I'll and, you on the back. It is amazing. And Simon Stevens, obviously, uh, testing positive for COVID, so he was ruled out. So literally on the morning of the event, Gareth and I were, were called in to, to, take, uh, to take over the mic, and, and we had absolutely... There you go. Fun. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Good luck. <laughs> exactly. See you on the other side. But... <laughs> But from a, a, an event part of point of view, and despite all the technical issues with broadcast and that, um, it delivered some some cracking fights. And you know, I was looking here at uh, a release on the EFC's website now. Fight of the night: uh, Danae van Veek versus Kaylee Niedermeyer. Um, you guys agree with that one? Because I think Danae came out and surprised a lot of people. I mean, that was uh, an impressive performance against a dangerous opponent. Yeah, look, I was. I, would, my- I wouldn't give it. Uh, like it's performance of the night to deny. Yes, uh, Kaylee uh, didn't perform, and I, I mean, I've I've been part of her. I think I think she's amazing. I love Kaylee. I think she's an incredible person. She comes from KZN. She's part of the original KZN team that did so well. Uh, I had a chat with her coach. Uh, she was doing kickboxing stuff, and I was like, this girl needs to do MMA, and he's like, oh, I don't know if she's ready yet, and I was like, let's roll the dice, and he was like, cool, and I'm not taking anything away from her coach, um, I just put him under a little bit of pressure, and I said, let's let her do this, um, she went on to become South African champ, she then represented South Africa, and became all African champ, and then represented South Africa at the Worlds, uh, she got beat, but um, you know, it's it's the World Cup. It's the best and the best in the world. Kaylee, uh, and I, I'm going to speak about tonight just now. Kaylee, to me, underperformed. She sort of went back to her point striking. It looked like um, she's not the strongest, although she's she's a lot stronger than what she was. Like she looks amazing, and she's you can see like um, she's worked on her strength. It just it. The fundamentals of fighting science tell me that if you have longer reach, you should strike first. A battle with a, a shorter girl in the name, I take nothing away from her. I think she performed, and she clearly outperformed Kaylee. I don't know how she got the reach on, on Kaylee. Kaylee was entering in a straight in as opposed to creating an angle. Um, she did have a chance to grapple, and I thought she tapped off because she, in the first round she seemed to have winded her, and I thought she would have gone for the kill. Uh, I don't know why there was no change of strategy, or if it was just she wasn't able to close the distance. For me, after round one, abandon the stand up because you're getting caught as you're walking straight in with the front teeth. To me, create the angle. She was. She seemed to be confused, like she would step off to the right, but then throw her out. Now, basics, and she does, she knows this because I've watched her perform. I've seen her step off to the right and fire a left. She knows this. It's maybe just too much pressure. Um, end of the year, people are tired. Lots of things that happened didn't happen. Uh, lots of promises. The Trussia fight, maybe she, her, maybe her coach has got her to peak for Jackie's fight. And then it's hard to repeat, Gary. You, you'll have to tell me more about peaking and not peaking. But I would imagine a month later, it's hard to repeak. You know, when you've planned your body. And listen, Kaylee is somebody who will take a scale to the restaurant. When we were at Worlds, she was weighing her lettuce. Like she is super dedicated. Uh, it did seem that Dana was stronger. Um, she definitely was more aggressive um, and she was finding the mark. Um, Kaylee took her back, tried, tried a hip toss or a throw, um, but Dana seemed to have a better base. Um, and she, anytime Kaylee fired one, Dana fired, fired three back. And that was, that's kind of my analysis of the fight. I don't know why Kaylee wasn't able to adapt and change uh, strategies. But again, I'm not in the cage. I say nothing about Kaylee again. I only got love for that girl. No, I think we, she's amazing. We have it's mad respect. Just, I'm just breaking down what I saw, and 
It's more that I'm surprised because I know she, I know what she's capable of. And that was an underperformance. It wasn't, he didn't, she got beat by a good fighter, but I don't say a better fighter. Even though the performance was better, if you does that make sense? Like, no, yeah, it does. Uh, Gee, your thoughts on that one? I mean, uh, we were very impressed with Danae. She was so, on the I think debut. it's quite a tricky. It's look, it was a, it, uh, it's a very tricky fight for for uh, for Smiley. I think she's she there's such a high expectation around her and her ability and um, what she's capable of, and I think we all know that. I think that we all <clears throat> toting her for for big things and. She's got an impeccable discipline and work ethic to to the way she prepares herself. And, you know, and she came out and she's got this vibe about her. She's really cool and happy in that. And I don't think she's really been put under an immense amount of pressure, maybe at, at Worlds or, or over there. But I think it's been a while since somebody's really had her number. I think the other thing about Dana, I think it's Dana my, is... While it's in my brain, that's exactly it. It looked like she hasn't sparred for a while. That's what it looked like, that she'd forgotten how to be hit. Uh, it, it just looked that way. I, I, I don't know, but like that, sorry, what you've said has just resonated so so much in my head. Please carry yeah. on. So I think she's got this, Smiley's uh, got the style where she operates and she's a worker and a grinder and she, she outgrinds people. And even in the striking, and then the, she throws a lot of combinations and a lot of numbers and kicks off the back of it and takedowns and grapples and in the grappling exchanges, she was way ahead. I think there were moments where she thought that she could, she was going to put the girl away, and she didn't. Remember, that's a confidence thing. As soon as you start, oh, okay, why am I not able to put her away? Oh, I had her on the ground. I had a, a dominant position. I couldn't execute the way that I wanted to. Um, and that starts to play tricks on your mind, and it starts to you start to think about other things. Um, the other thing was where Dana was exceptional was she never stopped moving. Her feet were always moving. She was always on an angle. She was always back and forth coming in. Her level changes. There was a lot of level changes in it. She gave a, a smiley a lot to look at. And that can also be something that can paralyze a fighter. As soon as, as soon as smiley tried to react to the movement, she was throwing one, maybe two. And then Dana would rapid fire. There were three and four coming back at her. 100%. She, she just couldn't get out of that gear where she could change it up to put the pressure back on. So Dana started to dictate the contact point every time. She fired something off every time. Even if she took a big one, something came back. And it slowly started. You could see as the fights went on. And eventually in the third round, Smiley wasn't sure. Every time she moved, she got cracked with the jab. Pop. Remember, we we're talking about how good the jab was. Dana, by that stage, had found her range. She had found her movement. She was in control of, of what was happening all the time. She just... All that happened was she just got outsmarted. I mean, and not to, I, I think she's also hasn't been in that scenario where she's had to, she, she's been tested. It's the first time she's really been tested. Um, and not of, not from a, from maybe from a skills perspective, but from a, 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 a fighter using their brain more, she just got outsmarted at every turn. So, Look, there's a lot for me, for her to learn on. I spoke to her backstage and I just said to her, got to remember that there's no fight in this world. And I think Dominic Cruz said it. If you haven't lost in the sport, oh, you have really? tested yourself. And the one thing I admire about her was she never gave up. She was always still looking for something, even though she was on the back foot and she was two or three paces short of what the fight was, what was producing. She never stopped. She kept looking. She kept coming forward. She kept trying to, try to find something. <clears throat> And that's something that you can you can work with as a coach, something that's where you can go, okay, right, we didn't have a good day at the office, but here's the good points, A, B, C, D, E. Yeah. Let's look at the bad, A, B, C, D, right. How do we take that, that, that lot of bad points out? How do we turn them into good points and make your game better? She will come back better from this. She's that type of fighter, definitely. I'll, I'll agree I, with you. I think, I think in terms of women's MMA, we've got two rising stars, and they just, you know, have met at a time uh, where where they're both sort of finding their way. I mean, that was Kaylee's like second fight and Danae's first fight. So down the line, they'll certainly meet as we are. But, but Danae was on that was on the SA team and turned pro. She decided to turn pro. Yeah. She wasn't had the uncertainty of, of worlds and. No. It's awesome. I, I, I'm, it's my, my honest opinion is 
she's an exciting girl and uh, she's the type of girl that you must keep your eye on. I think she's going to do, she's going to do big things in MMA. Yeah. She's, I she's super grapple. sharp. I want to see I, I, I watched the that. She's strong and she's got good basics. She's not a very technical, flashy girl. She doesn't have a lot of good transitions and stuff like that. She's very basic, but her basics are very, very good. And if you, you can add to that, and you can make her good at like, uh, uh, great, and but but is she good enough to defend? Which is what you want. Well, if you've got the basics and the fundamentals, yeah. then that's that's not quite a blank canvas, but it's blank enough so that you can paint. A, yeah, a listen. She's for twenty years old. She's yeah. she's a very young girl, and uh, with a good coach and a good uh, group of people around her, you can make so her into an exceptionally good fighter. Who are her coaches? I didn't know she she changes. She trains out of CRT, so she does quite a lot of work with CRT. And then it's Monotho or something. Yeah, isn't it? Um, uh, what's his Monotho yeah. Gope or somebody? Yeah, Gope. yeah. Isn't it or whatever? Is it Gogay? Or Gogay or something like that? They kickboxers. Yeah. They um they a kickboxing gym that's obviously transgressed. Ashiatsu is one of the guys she trains yeah. with, isn't it? So, so they yeah. good stand up uh, ISK. Combat karate, yeah. um, that full contact karate kickboxing style, and now listen, now that rest- first, that's by no means her first fight. So no, but that's what I'm saying. Long time, and, and there's no, I would imagine there's very few women that she spars against. She's sparring men. Yeah, and they're not going to give her a chance. Same as, same as guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's move along. Uh, we're running out of time here, and we've got quite a bit still to talk about. Uh, can we please just touch on Cole Hennings? Incredible five-second knockout of Tumisang Madiba. Was it a good stoppage? Uh, we seem to think so on the night, considering oh, he went down he the head, this. he drilled him. And then when I interviewed Cole afterwards, he was like, no, 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 uh, the referee should have allowed more time. And I was like, dude. No, listen, he, he, he was, was out. His feet was out. was out. He came back. He came. He all of a sudden woke up. And, yeah, he all of a sudden woke up and, and, and went off the Bobby and stuff like that. Man, I was talking about that today and I was like, I, m- I missed that. I haven't seen that intensity in a fighter's eyes and that intention for a long time. That's that's uh, early Costa Ayanu, Norman Vessels, myself, intention. There was an intention there. Like it was, I'm coming to end you. There wasn't, it wasn't a, oh, this is an MMA fight. There was something different in that, in that boy's eyes. He came out, he threw the first combo, he threw it sharp, he threw it fast. He was a little bit short and he knew. And when he engaged on the second one, oh man, he hits him on the money. Yeah, so there's there's no luck in MMA, as we know. There's, you know, the harder you train, the luckier you get. I had a chat with Cole. The last EFC I was at when he lost. Uh, and I just said to him, hey, man, like, you're an exciting fighter. Like, don't get bummed. And he's like, I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm not happy with myself. He said, but don't worry, I'll come back and win. Um, he's somebody brave enough to ask for Boyd Allen. I don't think he's ready for Boyd. Um, I would like to see, but he, he is on a trajectory to the top. There's there's no question. I think Cole, yeah. I, I'm a but, huge fan of that guy. Yeah. We've spoken about it many a times. I'm also a huge fan of Madiba. Uh, I just, he's just had some bad luck, man. He's just, he's, I don't think Madiba's ever had an easy fight. Um, yeah, he hasn't, it, yeah. and he's an exciting guy, and he's a guy who's going to bring all the skill sets, and he can really be a, a big name in the sport. He's had a tough run in certain things, and he's had some some issues at home, and you know he just hasn't really got a break in in, in his journey. And he, I think he's the type of guy that, with experience and time, all of a sudden, it's just going to click for him. You know what I mean? He's 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 going to he's the guy. Awesome. I'm yeah. talking about Tubisang. It's just going to click for him. He's, he's going to have had enough fights and experience. Yeah. It's just going to click and he's going to he's going to become a serious player. Cole he Heading is the guy. He just, that was, that was, it's almost uh, like, I don't, I don't want to throw around big names, big, big words, but that's, that's title sort of quality names. Like I, to see that, if that was for a belt, I wouldn't have been unhappy like to see those yeah. names yeah. each other. I understand that they've got their own journeys to go and they've got they've got to build themselves up. But like for me, 
to see that as a title fight, I wouldn't be disappointed. I wouldn't question it. Like yeah. Cole's legit. Like no, he's legit. And we we've seen Tumi saying he's a stalwart, and he's only thirty, and he's been around forever. Yeah. So listen, listen. The champ, the champ in their division is a monster. That guy is, is a scary human being. Right? His ability to transition and change and snap things up are it's a very scary prospect. There's not many guys who I know that can. And I look at that roster, and I look at the guys coming. Cole Henning is a guy he'll be a champion. He needs time and experience. He will mature. Yeah. And once yeah. he's matured, he's going to be a killer. Yeah. I think he's still finding himself. He's still understanding himself. He's been through a lot. He's seen a lot. He's only getting back into the cage now. He's uh, Give him some time. I, uh, another year. I'll give him another year, and, and he's going to be a guy that you're going to definitely want to watch. Him against uh, Joe uh, Cummings one day. Uh, you think so? I think uh, he'll not beat him. anytime soon, but I'm just saying, looking at the lightweight pecking order. But he, he reminds me uh, of another person, obviously very different trajectories, but uh, similar level of adversities. Um, Cole is somebody that strikes me, reminds me of Etienne Ranica. He will never feel sorry for himself. No matter what, no matter what life throws at him, he's not going to sit there and play victim. He will yeah, get on with it. He yeah. just got cool. This is my hand. I'm going to play with the best hand I've got and I'm going to work at it. And he, and yeah, for we, everybody talks about his band. And I, I would like to say that we officially need to stop talking about that because. Okay. Can I, what, I, wanna, I, I need to interject. I need okay. to interject. Let's talk about the last three finishes of the EFC. Okay. Okay. Das. So, first of all, uh, let's start it. So, Cole, we spoke about Cole Henning. Zapton, five seconds. Defeated. Ronaldo Exxon. August oh, I'd love to see. I want to see who's going to. Oh. I want to see who's going to. No, I want to see who's going to stop that guy. I want him to do an instructional video on how to enter <laughs> the dark so quickly and how to get it on because normally the dark such a basic setup. But, but gee, hear me out. Such a basic setup. That you kind of crowbar in and you kind of cable tie. For it to be on like that. No, nah, but it's the it's the crocodile row. It's in the crocodile row that he rolled that he tightens everything. So he it hits it. Whatever it was, he hits, it was he, he hit that gee, break it down. down for us. Break it down for us. Like for so, some of so I think you I think I think you've got to start from the, the top. There was the engagement on the cage. Good double, lovely double underhook. He hooked, uh, um, he hooked with the right leg, back hook. So he hooked from the behind and he, he tied up the leg. His rotation and angle and downward pressure and the ability to turn that sharp and apply that downward pressure against a guy who's so strong. I mean, you, you haven't seen August Kambali get taken down like that. It was too easy. Put him on his bum. Kambala created a space with his hips, which was the first problem. So he created space for um, Exxon to lie over the top of him. He dropped onto that guillotine, almost half a guillotine, and then on the wizard, he attacked that the DOS immediately, deep. One, he, so he, he went in deep, and he hit the... As he was hitting that deep angle, that crocodile roll was so explosive and so sharp. That when he when he, he rolled in the in the in the crocodile roll, he was tightening. So he was shutting yeah, it closed. It was, it was beautiful. Ready already on the in the in the roll. What he does so well is he trapped the arm, the DOS arm. He didn't allow that arm. He trapped it underneath. So if I, this is my arm and this is the latch, he trapped it under the latch arm. So that there's no and space. In the roll, he grabbed the basket. Yeah, so so he no. So he trapped the arm, he had the roll, and he had the lock. He then rolled and scooted. So you watched when he rolled, he didn't roll and stay on the top. So like making a one long line. He rolled, and as he was crocodile rolling, he was turning the corner. So he was crocodile rolling and turning the corner at the same time. Which is an, just applies such an... Beautiful. But it's, it's the movement. He, he caught him with movement. He didn't catch him with anything else. When he applied the power... That's why August Kambala got such a fright. He was like, 
it, it was so tight and so there was so little space so quickly that that's why he tapped. I can guarantee you that he and, he could have he could have ridden it out, but it was just the well, execution. I don't, I don't see August as a quitter. Uh, we're going to discuss his wake up now, but August is a strong man. Like he would have, he could have. And but I don't. Was, the I think the perfect, I think the mindset perfect. from there was. I think the mindset from there was like, oh my gosh, this is so tight. And How I can't do slamming people yeah, around. Yeah. I'm so restricted that you panic. And it was their tap was instantaneous. So um it, it's just the transition of the and let me tell you something in an MMA fight to respond that quickly, that's very high level uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Very high yeah. level on on a basic submission, eh? Yeah, not on a not on a something special, yeah, just no, on no, a no. basic. It's not basic. Yeah, not that basic far. submission. <laughs> but not basic. He just showed his class as featherweight champion, and he's the 100%. man to beat. Remember, Kaimbala, I think was something guy. like four pounds or three and a half pounds okay. overweight. Now you guys were there. What's the story? And strong. What's in the room, yeah? Why did he miss weight? Unprofessional. Okay, now we know that we know that he was unprofessional, but there must be a reason. So was he injured? Was I he... don't think there was there was no there was no response to it. He just oh, he missed weight. When there was we, no actual yeah. When we spoke swear. to uh, Graham Cartmel, the Graham, matchmaker, was... in our commentator's briefing, he just said, "Yep, he rocked up overweight and and then didn't even he didn't even pitch up for for weigh-in, you know. So it just it was really just a bad but bad you know, advert. You know what would happen? In the, let well, Gareth August. tell you what would happen if, if if you didn't arrive for your weigh-in in the UFC. No, listen, uh, you're gone. You would have just they would have packed your bags for you and said, home. They would just remove you off the website. Yeah, scrap and yeah, take all your access Goodbye. Yeah. yeah. No. I agree um, with you, just like for me, and and no disrespect to August Kambala. I respect every man that gets in there, they they sacrifice a lot. But to me, that's the most disrespectful thing to to the organization, to other fighters, to the sport, that you just don't care. You just don't rock up, you don't even make an effort, and then you kind of and just give them the cold shoulder. The communication thing bugs me because, yeah, yeah, like you, you, you're being paid to you're being paid to make weights and show, and then you're being paid to win or whatever bonus you get. And, and it's for the is, strap. It's for the strap. Come uh, on, what and in a title fight as well. Yes. Okay, this is what kills me. Like, <laughs> I can't sit here as a as a chubster and go after and tell somebody, oh, it's easier to cut weight because I know that it's it's very no, hard. No. I just, for me, he's he is an athlete, and I just want to know why you would give up, why you would give up an opportunity. You may as well, like honestly, if you if you if you're not and gonna to, if you're not gonna come to the way, you may as well not come to the fight. To be to be fair, it was and the best result. It was the best result for me. I was like, cool. I would have hated to seen X and lose because and then lose and then have because to rematch the guy. the guy. Yeah, no. Because he and, was, let's see, he's four pounds over, or whatever the case is. Imagine what he was but, over that day. Listen, Exxon came in there looking like a monster, like a monster, and physically matched uh, Kaimbala at every stage. Like it wasn't like Kaimbala just came in and threw him around like he does to everybody else. Hmm. It was quite, it was quite impressive to see. Oh, that guy, that's a scary, it's a, it's a scary prospect for anybody to. Yeah. To want to have to fight that guy. The question is, how long will he still be in EFC before he's snapped yeah, look, up I, potentially by another promotion? I think that's been very two very good wins for him. If he's not in a in a conversation with a bigger promotion already, I'd be quite surprised. All right, let's uh, move along. Sorry, I want to ask you one thing. It's like everybody talks about uh, not everybody. There's been talk about EFC being a stepping stone, and it has been a stepping stone. It was a stepping stone for you. It was a great stepping stone. You achieved great things. In EFC's prime time, I mean, now we're in a rebuilding stage. We can all acknowledge that. Uh, but you achieved that in its prime. But it was—I'm not going to say stepping stone, but it was a pla- it was a it was a it was a platform. It was a, a platform for you to move on to bigger things, as in the UFC, and to showcase but, his skills. Yeah, but what, what if what if the UFC or Bellator or whatever Aries, whatever other what happens if you're not meant to be there? Like, what happens if you're not good enough to move on from, from here? And what happens if it's, I'm going to use the horrible analogy of big fish in a small pond? 
No, but you must remember something though that you're gonna you're gonna you'll learn that quickly. That's not something that you're gonna. It, it's not no, something that's gonna. You really can't. Yeah, you but you take but off. you take that ch you take that chance. You, you, you take that chance. You, you know, I know there's a lot of workings with the EFC. There's a lot of potential amazing stuff happening that I believe is going to put EFC as a top echelon uh, promotion. And then the loss of top quality fighters is not going to be so much. You're only going to lose them to a, to a UFC or maybe a, to a Bellator. Otherwise, the environment's going to be of such a level that EFC will be a prime destination for a lot of fighters. Hmm. So, and, yeah, sorry. Yeah, and we, we mustn't, I don't think that we've got to, we must be too disheartened at these certain things because the attraction of EFC is so great that these guys are coming to, to, the, to the event all the time. Uh, Graham Cartman, the matchmaker, is receiving these type of guys all the time. Yeah. We have unbelievable local talent. So, the talent is just progressively just getting better and better and better again, which which we had a very high standard. It dropped. It's now going back up to that high standard again. And soon, you're going to have 10 guys in a division that are capable of being a champion. Uh, and EFC will then be running at its optimal again. I, I, I think we got to, we have got to applaud these guys. And we're going to lose guys along the way. We're never going to keep everybody. It's just what it is. And as long as we're losing them to a UFC or to a, a, a Bellator, but I still believe that UFC is the type of promotion that can compete with the Bellator, you know? You're not going to lose a lot of guys to, 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 to 1FC because it takes a special kind of fighter to go and fight in China and stuff like that. It's a very difficult place to compete. And PFL. Yeah. PFL, I think, is PFL is a good promotion. I think they, they're doing good things. They have a lot of money, so they can do whatever they want. Gonna, they can do whatever they want. American network money. Are they the quality? Do they have the quality of a show and the, the quality of fighters? Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? We don't know. PFL is still very young. So we've seen a lot of big promotions come in and throw a lot of money on the table and be amazing for a while. And next minute, I think they put, the, I, think they put the, I think they put their stamp down. Like you got to find out that, I mean, the money they're throwing is huge. Is it sustainable? Yeah. Do they have that check and how long is that check available for checkbook and how long, how many checks are available and how long are they available for? Because, what are they getting in return? Well, the, the no, what I'm be, saying to you is what are they, they, they're not, they're, what are they, what are they really getting in return? Cause they're not doing the biggest numbers. No. Well, the thing is obviously they're in a building stage as well, but at a million dollars, you're going to get anybody that's a free agent uh, knocking on their door. So yeah, any yeah. person that's entered free agency uh, out of out of Bellator or UFC is going to go, hang on, I'm in your weight division. Let me come and have a, let me have a yeah. go. So it's just, they obviously want to bring ours to a network and obviously a network's job is to sell advertising. In America, where there's 300 and whatever million people, uh, if you crack it uh, with an advert, you're good. Like yeah. you'll, make, you'll make that return. Like they can invest $10 million dollars and come right with two or three good adverts. And they yeah. like CS or know the broadcasting stats, but America is almost America is such a big consumer market. You know, you put whatever on the screen and people go and buy it. I, yeah, I think it's exciting though, in general, you know, to have these organizations coming through, putting pressure on the UFC and the Bellators and and giving our guys an, an African opportunity. So PFL has raised a lot of money I, and uh, think, long may it continue. Yeah. I think that if you look at UFC, UFC is the premium organization. I don't yeah. think anybody can compete. Think, no one I can compete with them. For them. And, the, and there's ladders. There's ladders to it. There's, there's ladders and opportunities. And some guys are good enough to fight at PFL. And some guys are good enough to fight at Bellator. And some guys are good enough to fight in the UFC. And it almost becomes a scale of <clears throat> where you're at and what your capabilities are. And You'll either be an A-stream fighter or a B-stream fighter or a C-stream fighter or, you know, that's just how it is. It's, just, it's the same as in soccer leagues. I reckon, yeah. I reckon there's a fair amount of fighters that would forego a million-dollar check in the short term uh, and, and trade off if they had the opportunity to win a UFC title or in the short term win a million dollars. I think they'll take the title. They'll then fight till they lose and then go take a million dollars. I think a lot of guys would, would hunt the million dollars because it's money and they're getting paid cash and that's what they're looking for. 
I think that the. You think, uh, you think it's think you think more than well, more look, that's in the prestige of a belt. What would you? Well, that's choose? what. Well, obviously, right, anybody who would be in the right mind would choose after COVID. I think anybody would choose the the middleweight. Uh, if I could choose the middleweight title of UFC, great, because I knew if I had the middleweight title around my my stomach, and I'd be making Ange. bombs. Yeah. I'd be making bombs because I, 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 yeah. Um, the 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 interesting thing about it is this that. I think the competition in the UFC has become so premium and it moves so fast that guys are in and out of that circle easy. And <clears throat> to stay at the top is a very difficult thing. Yeah. Those guys that are getting washed away, they've got to fight somewhere. There's still very high-level co competition. It's, it's not like they're come, getting cut from the UFC and, is, and you're going, well, that guy's a terrible fighter. The competition is just so elite. It's just so high. Number 11 in the world in a middleweight. I mean, you're going to beat 99.99% of the population of the world. And also, guys are guys also getting to the stage of like, could you imagine if EFC was a company that was worth two or 300 or 400 million US dollars, was paying its fighters exceptionally well? Guys would stay in Africa because they want to stay in fights in Africa if they were getting good paychecks. They, they were living a good life. They were, the exposures here. It's the African continent. We've got we've got just as many numbers on the continent and viewerships. You yeah. the right sponsorship money and getting in and the right the right backing behind you. You could do big adverts on the continent. You can make lots of money. So, it, I think it's just all about being a lot smarter. I think yeah. uh, for for me, it's something I would like to see is I would like to, like to see more educational programs going into or workshops going into fighters and teaching them how to be better at themselves in terms of marketing and business opportunities yeah. and managing themselves yeah. and saving money and those kind of things. Then you'd see it be a different environment for guys. And hopefully that is on the cards. Uh, you know, we, we really do want EFC to, to hit that next level, but let's wrap EFC 91. Um, Keanu MMA uncaged. Uh, the flyweight title uh, going the way of Lutando Biko. Did anyone see him? Knocking out and Kazimulazudin. If you, I mean, there's no it's way. It's most absurd. Can you imagine? Can you imagine putting a thousand rand or ten thousand rand on the knockout? So I believe Biko would have won, but I, I thought he would have. He would have done a decision in thirty would, seconds. Hang on, hang on. So six seconds. Hang on. So I would have. I, I, I was. Uh, I, I thought Biko would win. I just thought it would be a submission or it would be a decision. Uh, can you imagine the odds of the combination of a sub one minute finish knockout by Lutanda Vico? You would have got 50 to one. Yeah, you would have got a crazy number. Because and then it, how it's, it's how not, it's not, and again, the opposite last time. Exactly. You would have got 50 oh. to one on Zulu submitting Vico. No way. How absurd is that? I don't think it'll have these both lightning is struck to us. I don't think it'll ever happen again. Trilogy. How absurd is that? It's like it's the maddest thing ever. The guy, <laughs> the guy who's the grap is the grappler to get subbed, and then the stand-up king gets knocked out. It's just <laughs> it's next That fight, in my opinion, shouldn't have happened. Um not making making weight at the cost of what Zulu went through having to lie on the floor, etc. etc. I would have pulled the fight. As, as a generation, I would have pulled the fight. As a promoter, I would have pulled the fight. Even maybe that's why when he got when he got caught, that's why he shut down. He's he went into slow motion. It's exactly what happened. He sat down and you could see when he looked around, he was just his mind was operating so slowly. He saw it coming and he just went like this. And it was he knew it was coming, but I, yeah. I must be honest, like, not happy with, I mean, it's, un, again, we'll talk the unprofessional thing, but, like, sometimes people have got to be safe from themselves. Like, I, I would like to think, I've got a few regrets. One of them is not throwing the towel in with Dallas against Jadison Costa. Uh, yeah, but you can't, you can't say MMA. that. No, but it is. Uh, can't say that. That is, that is my, that's how I feel. I, if you I'll tell you if I feel hungry, you can't tell me I'm wrong because I feel hungry. <laughs> but on, but for, me, for me, it's it's my, my regret that particular thing. I battle to see somebody who's visibly poked like that. 
who's clearly dehydrated, clearly hungry, body has gone into shutdown, not able to, like, even if he was playing possum, that is, to me, you're showing me your body shutting down. I have to pull that fight. Well, I don't think, I don't think that's, I don't think that he was playing possum because it showed in the way, it, 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 yeah, he didn't have the ability to take a punch. Yeah. And he, he got hit with one, yes, it was a big punch, but we've seen him take the most unbelievable punch. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we, it was a solid shot. Yeah, I think because the hematoma, I think the, he got I think the sort of arc like... of it glanced past it. Listen, I take nothing away from Nico. The man yeah. is unbelievable, uh, great guy, and well deserved. I just, I don't think that fight should have happened because of uh, the way the way uh, Zulu was acting or was was wasn't able to be. be but when then why? What I don't understand is where's the medical team and why are they not checking the, uh, to see whether or not he's in a space? I mean. I think that's also, again, that's another area that needs to be looked at and be better. Have you ever, have you ever watched the movie called Our Robot? And there's a no, hologram. We, we don't. Watch, don't talk about Hang on. Hang on. I want to say Our Robot. Right. No, hang on. He asked the hologram these questions. I'm not programmed. And then the, you've got to ask the right question. And when he asked the right question, that's when he said, no, that's the right question. That is a question that you've got to ask. Okay. Is that yeah. where, where, where was the commission? Where were the medics? Where, where, where was the promoter? And I understand the show has gone to a certain degree, but not at that yeah. cost. Well, at the expense yeah. of somebody, yeah. yeah You're right. Safety. All right. You've Jens. got to save them from themselves. Yeah, gents, we're running out of time. Quickly, let's quickly, and it's a sore point for me, UFC 269, because I'm supposed to be in Vegas, but let's have your predictions uh, for the main card. Uh Piva against O'Malley. What do we think there? Happening this O'Malley. weekend. O'Malley? I'm going to go O'Malley. Um, all right. Cody Garbrandt against Kai Cara France. I'm going to go Garbrandt. Another guy. You're going with France. All right. Cody Garbrandt. Then I'm going to go with Cody. Uh, yeah. We've got Jeff Neal against uh, Ponzini Bio. Ponzini Bio. I don't know. I think Ponzini Bio. Ponzini Bio. <laughs> and then uh, we can give some attention to these two. Um, Amanda Nunes has been calling out uh, uh, kills other, it. other kills athletes it. from other organizations Nunes kills to it. come and fight. Yeah. She fights Nunes does. Yeah. 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 She does. Bantamweight she does. on the belt. So Nunes just keeps her going. And then it's very interesting for me. The lightweight title. Charles Oliveira. Charles Oliveira. Dustin Poirier. What are we thinking? Charles Oliveira. Let's break it down before we wrap the show. Justin, you go. Um, I'm going to hate to... I, I think Dustin's better, uh, but he's due a loss. Like, he's had too many wins. He's been too fortunate. So, he's I'm going to agree, agree with Gareth. Uh, uh, while straight I do, up killer. Uh, straight I up do, killer. I do think Dustin's better. Uh, I think he's due a loss. Stupid reason, I know, but... Justin, he, Justin's he ate, due a loss. He ate a hammer... He ate a hammer for by uh, Chanda, stood up, head kicked him, dosing. Bro, it's not like taking damage is not a skill. Give one, take one. No, no, no. He should have died. Chanda hit him with with the whole building. He should have died. Then he stood up and he kicks him in the head and said, stop it. The next question. The next question is this: How much damage has he taken? How yeah, hard I think he's too good. Yeah. I think he's. I, to be honest, guys, I, I've I don't see. There's not a lot of guys with that complete skill set that that is a killer on all fronts. Like Oliveira yeah, is on the, on the feet. He's a he's a stone cold killer. And then when you hit the mat, he just turns into he, like your worst nightmares. He he might not have the best wrestling, and I think I mean you will have good wrestling, but his jiu-jitsu is just off the chart. Is mm. is the most is most sub- submissions in in UFC history. It's not a so it's not like a it's not like oh I can't beat this guy on the feet I'm gonna put him on his back. It's a typical it's a typical task. You go to yourself. How do I beat this guy? He's got range. He's got timing. So yeah, how do you he's got. Him? He's a he's a hard guy. You got to knock him out. The interesting. You're not gonna sub him. How do you think Oliveira is gonna win? That's yeah, my that's, question. that's what you're asking. I think he's. Uh, listen, I think uh, apart from uh, you saying anywhere, which is the blanket. I, answer, so, so my so my thing is, I think <laughs> to be honest, I think he's going to stop uh, Dustin Poirier. I think Dustin Poirier is too to a guy that says too much in front of you. He'll take to give. 
Um, he, so you reckon it's Ika? Yeah, I think he's going to stop him. I think he's going to probably drop him and finish him with punches or elbows. One what, or two. What's, what's interesting is Poria is the favorite. Number one contender is the favorite against the champ. But Charles Oliveira has never been given a chance against any of the guys that he's fought. Favorite again. Who's the favorite? Dustin, Dustin Poirier, Poirier is the favorite against Charles Oliveira. The number one contender is the favorite. But everybody thought that Dustin should have been the champion. Originally, that's why. When he yeah. beat Connor, they felt he should have been next in line for the title shots and he didn't. It was Charles Oliveira versus Chandler. Yeah. So that's why he's already been touted as the champion. Yeah, man, he got a, he's got a, he's got an. Un- hey, wasn't he champ before and he relinquished it? No, he was interim title and he lost to Khabib. Okay, you're right. Yeah, that's the, right. Re- the real, the real king. Yeah, <laughs> and of course, our very own Drikas Duplessis is meant to be, you know, on this card, but uh, withdrew due to that shoulder injury and surgery. So. I believe he's uh, already on the mend and back in training, so uh, we can't wait to see Drickers. I think you can keep that man away from Jim. I think I saw him sling, same as Timber Garimba, uh, off surgery in a sling, still doing his stairs at three o'clock in the morning. Ah, yeah, I think there's something wrong with him, to be honest. Hashtag, hashtag, no, they're obsessed. <laughs> obsession. <laughs> champions, like champions, champions become champions through obsession. They're obsessed with what they do. All right, guys, uh, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you very much, as always. Uh, it's been good that we're doing yeah. again. You yeah, uh, Thank you very much, uh, Justin Ferrier. Yeah, and Gareth <laughs> you yeah, a, a big shout-out uh, to, to Gareth McKellen's wife for his stunning jacket at EFC 9. So oh, if you yes. Seen it, try and There's more this, coming. This Hashtag Soldier Boy Jackets. You've started, the, you've started a trend, bro. Hashtag Soldier Boy Jackets. Not I will level. watch. Don't worry. I hashtag Soldier with Jackets. I'm going <laughs> to come a level. Sorry. You want to know what size I am? I'm Quivers V. Quivers V. Salon. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, and to, to all our subscribers, uh, thank you very much. We wish you a, a wonderful festive season. Please stay safe out there and uh, hope you have uh, some good time off to rest because we'll be back in 2022 with more MMA Uncaged. Huh. Huh. Welcome to forever, man. Let's go. 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 This is the world. No surrender. No surrender. Yeah. You know that this right here for Allow me to reintroduce myself, they call me J-O, A to the easy E-N Know that we undefeated, y'all are beneath them speeches Trying to air a grievance, but his lines are overhead Better check the air for clearance, call the tower This is our credit, he the air apparent uh-huh. Really, I've never been better yeah. Legacy, this is forever It's forever, you know, yeah. this right here forever